Welcome to the oh, hey there. podcast episode 13. The 49ers have lost their third straight. Um, kind of like we almost predicted this based on slow starts and some issues with the roster, health, quarterback, you name it. Everything that can go wrong has gone wrong for the 49ers thus far this season. 49ers fall to two and three and are in last place behind the Seattle Seahawks, who are Russell Wilson lists. Uh, Arizona Cardinals have a three game lead in the division. And then the Rams are four and one since they did beat Seattle on Thursday night football. 49ers find themselves in a bind, but as always, I'm here with Leo Luna. Leo, what is going on, buddy? The Giants are winning as we're recording, right? Yeah, as of now. Uh, so after six inning, Giants up 1 0. I am watching the game, having a beer while we record this because, you know, even as 49ers <laughs> fans, it's beat LA, you know, against the Rams or Chargers. Uh, but while this playoff game is going on, I am double beat L.A. for baseball and football and both <laughs> sports right now. Even when basketball season comes, beat L.A. as well, Clippers and Lakers. Yeah, definitely. It's a, li- it, it, it's a lifestyle at this point. I am not a L.A. sports fan, except for the late, great Kobe Bryant. Otherwise, I do not care for L.A. sports. Um, <clears throat> 49ers do fall to 2-3, and 17-10 loss at Arizona. Trey Lance did get his first start. We'll get to Trey Lance in a second, but let's talk about the game overall. Um, This is a very undisciplined team so far. Too many penalties, too many holding calls. This is a team that is in flux. This is a team that's offense is lacking an identity. This is a team that was, or I'm sorry, this is a team that sold the fan base a two QB system and probably sold it to its roster and you don't have any continuity with your wide receivers, the running backs are offensive line. There's a lot to dislike about with this current 49ers team as it stands right now, five weeks in. Yeah, I don't know where this team became such a huge, undisciplined team where they're having all these huge penalties. Um, uh, yeah, I'll consider the factor of Trey Lance is a different style quarterback than than Jimmy Garoppolo. Usually you're so used to a quarterback being a certain set, like even take Jimmy Garoppolo away, CJ Beathard and Nick Mullins. There's the same style, just, you know, uh, a pure statue in the pocket rather than Lance, you know, he's jumping one way, jumping the other way. So it could catch you off guard as an offensive lineman to where you would hold or make it look as a hold on that play. When normally it probably doesn't get to that point with a different type of quarterback. That's not a Trey Lance style. Um, Something I, I just think this team needs to learn how to win together. It's not 2019 again. This this roster turnover is it's big. And so looking at specifically that offensive line 2019, you just have two out of the five starters there from the offensive line. So the other three, they got to learn how to win together. Trent Williams and Lincoln Tomlinson. Yeah, they had last year, but they didn't win last year. Uh, Alex Mack is new to the team. Brunskill's new to uh, uh, having a certified position. And then Mike McGlinchey's, you know, new to having Daniel Brunskill in that certified position. So they need to learn how to win together. And once they could do that, it's kind of similar to what 2017 to where they were losing all these close games. Uh, I think it was five weeks in a row to where it was three points or less. 2018 came, Jimmy got hurt 2019 and they were able to win together because they went through the mud for those past two prior seasons. But since there's so much roster turnover, it's like, do do we have to learn how to win together all over again? And is 2021 going to be 2017 where it's a bunch of close games, you're in it, but you're not coming out in the win column? It's uh, it's pretty crazy. The 49ers <laughs> points for on the season are 117 points against 119. So your point differential is minus two um, in their three losses. Um, I, they lost by two points to Green Bay, lost by seven to Seattle, and then lost by seven to Arizona. So your point total of 16 is there. You know, if it wasn't for that week one 44-point performance, this this team would be a pretty big – there'd be a gap between the point for and point, um, points against. Looking at this game, is going back to the undisciplined stuff, 15 snaps with more than 10 yards to gain – that were non-fourth down. 15 times you played with 10 yards or more to go. You're, you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot consistently. 
And it's not just the holds, it's the drops. It's it's allowing sacks. It's yeah. You had a Dwelly hold, you had a Snoo drop, you had Trent Williams and McGlinchy hold on the same play. You had Travis Benjamin hold on one of the better runs for Trey Lance. Um just an entire it's just a mess all the way around. And I think this has to do a lot more with kind of what we talked about early on in the season, this whole idea of a two QB system. You sold the fan base that maybe you sold that to your team and no one has continuity here, right? Joe Staley said something very interesting in the post game about where, well, he was on my podcast last year. He brought it up again because I had asked him on my show, you know, what was it like to block for Alex Smith and then Colin Kaepernick? And he said the same thing he said on NBC Sports last night as he did on my show. Alex Smith and Jimmy Garoppolo like to, you know, drop into that seven to eight yard zone behind the line of scrimmage when they do take their dropbacks. A guy like Colin Kaepernick or Trey Lance are going to be at that 11 or 12 yard. So you're not sure where to, you can't, as a tackle, you can't ride the edge defender around someone because you're going to run them right into a Trey Lance or a Colin Kaepernick. You're going to make, force them to step up and make a quicker decision than what they want to, right? So that's going to take time to adapt to. The other part of this is your wide receivers. They're not able to adjust to either either quarterback because one gives you a completely different skill set. One is willing to push the ball down the field. One is willing to make plays with his feet. So you have to operate in the scramble drill and operate downfield. Whereas Jimmy, you know the ball's out within two, three seconds and you should, there should be something there. So there's just, there's just no continuity with any of this. And it's kind of frustrating so far with how undisciplined and how unprepared they seem to be. I don't know, maybe unprepared might be the bad term, but I feel like they're very unprepared. You're talking about no continuity. I think that also goes to what the hell is Kyle doing with the receiving corps um, to where Travis Benjamin gets two targets before any other receiver gets a single target. Travis Benjamin gets two targets before Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Trent Sherfield, Muhammad Sanu. It's Travis Benjamin who was just elevated from the practice squad. What is that? What is that? And even if it has something to do with the read or the looks of the defense, Kyle knows how to scheme to get Debo the ball. He knows how to scheme to get Brandon Ayuk the ball. Hell, he's he's done it to a point where George Kittle was the only threat on the offense, yet George Kittle still had the single season uh, most receiving yards from a tight end. Um, so it's I don't want to hear that, oh, maybe you know the guys are covered, maybe it wasn't looks. No, Kyle knows how to scheme these guys open, but he's not doing it. And I don't understand this, oh, I want to get more speed on the field. We said this over a text conversation, Javi. Brandon Ayuk is not Anquan Bolden running in a straight line speed. He's not he's not Anquan Bolden running in a horizontal line speed across uh, across the middle of the field. Brandon Ayuk could give you any route in the book, even if it's behind the line of scrimmage. He can give you that jet sweeps, whatever it is. Brandon Ayuk gives you that. Are the Chargers benching Keenan Allen to start the game to go put in someone with more speed? Are no. the Rams benching Cooper Cup to start the game to put someone in no. with more speed? What are you doing? I don't understand it. You spent a first-round pick on Brandon Ayuk. The guy has less targets than Mohamed Sanu, who's borderline out this league. So just get it together. You, you talked about continuity, which is huge, to putting wins together, to putting drives together. Okay, stop playing this mismatch wide receiver corpse and put your best guys out there. You talked about Jimmy gives you the best chance to win at the quarterback position. And let's look at it at the wide receiver position. Does Travis Benjamin give you the best chance to win to be out there on that first drive, second drive? No, he does not. It's Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. That should be your one and two all day long, unless one of them needs a breather because they're getting targeted the ball too much, which I hope that's the case moving forward. (laughs) Brian Baldinger, everyone knows Baldy. He does the Baldy breakdowns post game. He had a couple, you know, it's been a, it, Kyle Shannon's taken a lot of uh, strays, but rightfully so with some of these, these decisions. Um, Baldy, after reviewing the tape, he states, 49ers, how can I or anyone else analyze your prize rookie quarterback when everyone else around him is, was so bad? It's just not fair to Trey Lance. He deserves a better effort from this, from his team. Makes this so hard to watch. I agree because the game tape was hard to watch. 
He goes on to say, it took 44 minutes to run this simple toss to your best playmaker in Debo Samuel. Voila, a touchdown. Who knew? You put the ball in your best player's hands. You things, good things happen. Brandon Yuke had his two receptions. I don't know. First down. And then he converted a first and 25. He converted a first and 25. Brandon Ayuk on his own with the yards after the catch. Um, Debo Samuel helped Trey Lance out a couple of times on some passes. I thought deep. I thought Trey had a really nice pass late in the game, but Debo made a better catch. Like put the ball in your best player's hand. You have two wide receivers who can arguably, arguably be in the top 25, you know, individually like Debo right now is in the top five. So Ayuk theoretically should be, a top 25 guy too, if you can get him, give him the damn ball. This is outlandish what Kyle's doing. Whatever, whatever doghouse you put him in, and I'm not buying this nonsense that it was an injury he's working through. We, we talked about this with all the snaps he took against the Lions, the snaps he took against Philadelphia. You got him returning punts, but then he goes out there. He makes really sweet grabs for you, but then he's out the next play. That doesn't make any sense, Kyle. So what about Kyle, Trent Sherfield? Where's he? Like All of a sudden, you spoke about this uh, where Mohamed Sanu... He overlapped Trent Sherfield on the depth chart. Well, hell, elevated from the practice squad. Travis Benjamin elevated Trent Sherfield from the practice squad. I don't know. Everything we saw in camp, everything we saw in preseason, Sherfield looked like a better half wide receiver three, if not maybe a top 10 wide receiver three that any other team in the NFL can offer you. Obviously, the Buccaneers are just in, insanely talented. Don't take them into consideration. But other teams, Trent Sherfield is definitely a wide receiver too on the New England Patriots. Like th- no, this no guy, yeah, no disrespect to Kendrick Bourne. He's also a wide receiver number two uh, with Brandon Cooks if he was on the Houston Texans. So like there's plenty of teams that he could be a wider. I would even go as far to what we've seen from Trent Sherfield. He's a wide receiver too on the Green Bay Packers, uh, obviously behind Devontae Adams. So it's, what are we doing here? What are we like? He's Kyle's not on the hot seat whatsoever. We're talking about straight continuity with the receivers with Trey Lance in game. You don't want him to throw high. Well, get get him used to his targets. Get him used to those guys that are running routes because it's it's different. Which each receiver on how they break on the route, how they time the route, and and just the finesse within the route. Not every receiver runs the same. It's not a cookie-cut route tree for these guys. It's not a cookie-cut timing. Get the continuity. Do it now. <sighs> this is uh, a season that we thought would lead to a playoffs, would lead to a lot of excitement has gone. We're not – the season isn't lost, right? They're two and three. They're not out of it by any stretch of the imagination. But you can see a trend, right? You're not getting better offensively you're not getting better Kyle you've been running this team for five years your offense has not improved whether that be your quarterbacks that's also on you you picked them right you decided to pay Jimmy Garoppolo you maybe maybe it wasn't you who knows but you did take Trey Lance you didn't you didn't prep him for the season which is also something that's been mismanaged throughout this whole process none of it makes sense like none of it makes any sense I don't know what Kyle is thinking or doing, what he's trying to do, who he's trying to fool. No one's fooled by this, right? None of your, your offensive stuff has gone, gotten creative or expansive or just new. Everything looks the same. Everything's predictable. Yesterday, just rewatching the tape, all the motion, Cardinals didn't buy any of that motion. They weren't buying none of it. Not one bit of it. They knew what the ball was going. They knew Trey was going to run it. They knew that you don't have any other options and you don't have any other tools in your tool belt right now, Kyle. So you need to be better. And I'm asking you to be better. Better as a play caller, better as a head coach, better as a manager of people going forward. Because this two and three start with all the talent on this team is outlandish. It is unnecessary for this team to be this undisciplined, this unfocused and this offense to be in such influx because you created this, Kyle. You created this. You decided to keep Jimmy Garoppolo, which is ultimately your decision. You are the man here, right? By all accounts, you hired John Lynch. Jed York hired you, and they gave you personnel control. You kept Jimmy Garoppolo here. 
because you thought he'd give you the best chance to win. Guess what? The 49ers in their last 11 are five and six. Last time I checked, that's a losing record, right? We said it. Rip the bandaid off. You should have ripped it off the day you made the trade to three. Got whatever you could have got from whatever team was offering you that fourth or fifth or sixth round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo and started the development of Trey Lance. How much better would Trey Lance be right now, week five, had he got first team reps in training camp, got all the reps in preseason, and then played against Detroit, played against Philly? Like, what are we doing? Because if you really want to look at this roster, there's 34 free agents for 2022. You're going to have to retool and everyone hates this word, rebuild this roster, because that's exactly what you're going to have to do anyways. So why not commit to your quarterback that you spend all this capital on? Because we know you're not committed to Jimmy. Now you created this weird offense that your offensive line isn't used to running. Your wide receivers aren't used to running and you don't have a run game because you invested in Mostert. He's hurt. That's no fault of his own. That's no fault of his. And now you're just running this offense that doesn't, that doesn't look like what we saw in 2019. Doesn't even look like what it looked like in 2020 when they had like the fifth most explosive plays with Nick Mullins for crying out loud. Kyle, what are you doing? You said it. How better would Trey Lance be at this point five weeks in? But I think that also alludes to how better is the offensive line? How better is the receivers? How better are the running backs, the run game? How better is even this defense? Because they're probably not out on the field as much with so many three and outs that they had in the previous weeks. Trey Lance was moving the ball downfield. Yeah, they didn't put up points. Yeah, they did eventually get stopped, but they were moving the ball. It wasn't too many just on the field, off the field. And I think that's ultimately what helped this defense play better against Kyler Murray because he can tire you out if you are on the field too much. And with Trey Lance, it just goes through across the board how how much better is this offense flying getting used to playing with with Trey Lance if he was announced to start it from the offseason where is where's Trey Sermon Trey Sermon had a good game against the Seahawks yet let's run Trey Lance as if he's our power back and not Trey Sermon um I, I don't really understand that we have saw what happened earlier this season with lining up use check behind center and then going for it on fourth and short and getting stuffed Guess what? This is weird. So that happened they, again. Oh, so they got it the first time. But Did they? A, yeah, they got it. They, they converted oh, you're it. You're right. You're right. But, I said, but we said, we said in stands. recording. Yeah, we said in recording, okay, you got it, but I don't ever want to see that again. I think that's what exactly. we said. Yeah. And we saw it again, and it didn't and work this time. Because the, the element of surprise is gone. Like, okay, use check is motioning in, lines up in the center. Like, and the minute he got, the minute he ran across the formation, Hicks is up, up on the nose tackle. Cardinal I mean, said, we know this. We saw yeah. this. We yeah, this saw is on tape. Like, come on, man. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's Pat- one of those plays you run once a year. <laughs> once a year, take your dub that's and move on. Five years. This is, uh, I think everyone's feeling our frustration. I think every fan, 49ers fan is frustrated. Um, Jordan Elliott has some really good stats here. The 49ers offense took the ball into Arizona's territory on eight of nine of their drives today or on Sunday They've taken the ball into their opponent's territory on 10 of 15 drives that Trey Lance has been under center this season. So let's talk about Trey Lance real quick. Matt Mayoko had some comments post game um, on NBC sports Bay area. They were asked about the QB decision and how they might treat it going forward. Here's Matt Mayoko. I think what will happen here in the next few days is Kyle Shanahan will look at this game film and figure out you know, what mistakes that Trey Lance made and if this is just the, the springboard for more. I, you know, even though he's been steadfast in Jimmy Garoppolo's corner, I, I just I think it's a really difficult thing now to go back to Garoppolo because Trey Lance showed so much. I mean, the versatility he brings, rushing for 89 yards, throwing for 192, was it perfect? Absolutely not. But he he missed some throws, no question about it. But just seeing what the floor now is for him, we know the ceiling's high, but if that's the worst effort you're going to get from Trey Lance as he's learning the NFL game, hey, you can win a lot of football games with that. If what we saw Sunday was the floor for Trey, then there's no reason to go back to Jimmy Garoppolo. Absolutely zero reason to go back to Jimmy Garoppolo. However, it was reported today that Trey Lance has a sprained knee all of a sudden. And if you play with a sprained knee, 
He did that yesterday with a sprained knee. Or on Sunday, excuse me. He did that on Sunday with a sprained knee. So that even makes it even more appealing. He did that on a sprained knee, man, if he was completely healthy, what it would look like, right? If that's that's what they're selling us. Because I'm not buying anything Kyle's saying. You know how you say, you know, you know, you know how we do the buy, lease, and walk off the lot? I'm walking off the lot with Kyle's comments right now. Absolutely walking the lot. The timing is spectacular with Kyle on this. Trey Lance has a sprained knee. You got a bye week, Kyle. And the way you timed it up where he has a sprained knee, he might be ready for his Indy. Oh, we expect to get Jimmy by Indy. Are you trying to avoid a QB conversation all week, Kyle? Because your fan base has eyes. National media has eyes. Other players on the opposing team have eyes. They know what this is. What are we doing, man? After the game, they were Trey Lance was asked how he felt. He said he felt fine. Um, maybe tomorrow, uh, you know, that's not the same story. But I just feel like a sprained knee. You might feel that after a game when you're in your press conference interview. I've never been in the NFL, and I've never taken a hit in the NFL. I played against NFL players, but that was high school. That don't count. Uh, but, oh, my God, Brandon Crawford, I love you. Giants escape out of the seventh inning 1-0 but yeah uh, you know with Brandon Ayuk did or excuse me Trey Lance did something change maybe is the timing a coincidence absolutely am I ever gonna say oh that's a fake injury no I can't I can't do that these guys go through so much but is it suspicious absolutely it's suspicious um like you said it's the bye week so is Kyle trying to go a whole week without hearing about a QB competition at all uh, I don't know what Jimmy's calf entails, but he looked fine during warmups with this 49ers team. They just need to figure it out and they need to choose someone sooner than later because eventually you control what you can control as a player, but then you're going to get tired of these questions day in, day out, dealing with this drama. It's like a soap opera at this point. Choose your guy. Give your fl- rose to somebody, Kyle. Give your rose to somebody. Leave someone out the altar, whether it's Jimmy or Trey. Leave one of them out the altar and move forward at this point. Um, whether Jimmy goes out there and finishes the year, makes the playoffs, and and has a, a Pro Bowl-like season, which it, it may be kind of late for that uh, as far as the Pro Bowl-like season. But if he does, if he does finish the season, play well. Is he on this team next year? No. So why go through that route at a 2-3 and three mark right after a bye? He's not on this team next year. Protect your future. Trey Lance gives you the best chance to win because he's going to be on your team next year. He gives this franchise the best chance to win now, next year, the years following after that. So play him now. You can speed up the development on a rookie contract. You don't want his rookie contract for two years and then it spikes up. Let's do it now. It's just strange. This whole situation is strange and and Kyle's absolutely not on my hot seat, like some people want to say for themselves. Absolutely not going there with Kyle. But does he need to be a better manager? Yes. He needs to manage this team a whole lot more and figure it out because you don't want any more Dante Pettis situations. You don't want any um, other Jimmy Garoppolo not developing situations. You want to try to uh, kill a Witherspoon not developing situations. Like, Let's let's avoid that and and let's get our guys that shown potential and develop them. Don't have it be just the Fred Warners or just the George Kittles who are one of one players. You're probably not finding guys like that in the third or fifth round ever again. So figure it out. Let's develop. Let's coach. Yeah, develop your first round. There's a reason why they got selected there. Develop them. What I said was they can't even find him in the first round either. If I think they can. I think Brandon. I, I think Brandon Ayuk is that dude, but for whatever reason, he's he's not being you know managed yeah. that way. Yeah. Uh, Debo Samuel is now that yeah. Debo Samuel is being managed that way. Now that he's healthy, look what he's doing. I think Brandon Ayuk could do a lot of those same things. Yeah, Trey Lance, if he's managed the right way, I think Trey Lance could eventually you know develop into a a nice career. Um, I do think he needs to grow, and you do it now because I, I look. The comp is Josh Allen, correct? That's the comp. Watch Josh. Yeah, watch Josh Allen run. Watch Trey Lance run. Josh Allen is a hell of a better runner than Trey Lance with the football. But 
is Trey Lance at his ceiling as a runner? Absolutely not. No. He's just got to get those game reps, get the feel of playing NFL defenses compared to uh, FCS defenses. And then, yeah, I think he's going to start running more like Josh Allen to where Josh Allen's explosive when the ball's in his hands. And I think Trey Lance could get to that level. He just needs the reps to do so. So let's get back to this injury real quick. So Trey Lance was diagnosed with a knee sprain timeline one to two weeks. So Kyle Shannon's comments, he states, it's not a long-term injury. We should have a good idea of it in the next week, whether he's got a chance for Indy or not. If he doesn't, they told me it should be one to two week thing, but possibly just one. What? And then he proceeds to laugh or make a joke of it. Messing with, um, Trey there and Jimmy that now Jimmy's got some company, so they'll be here, both of them, the whole week. So they have the best chance to be ready for Monday when we all get back. Um, but now I'm pumped to have Nate here. He was ready to go yesterday. Um, and if his number's called versus in, he's been ready to go every week. Um, he's as big of a pro as it gets. So if his number's called versus Indy, I know he'll be ready. What, Kyle? Why was there no reported Trey knee sprain during the game? If, if Nate was ready. Why did Nate stop start throwing the football? Usually when a guy's ready, they start throwing the football. So it's kind of suspicious. You say that he was ready, that there was a knee sprain during the game. It was there was no mention of it. Look, and I did not see Sudfeld take off Leo. the headset and throw the football, which Leo. everyone does. Leo, let's just call it what this is. This is a get out of jail free card for Kyle Shanahan right now. This is oh shit. Trey looked better than I expected. And now I am forced to make a decision. And no matter the decision I make, it's going to be unpopular with one side or the other. Because you have your play Jimmy G because he's a vet. He has the best chance to win versus someone like you and I who say, no, play the rookie, develop him now, deal with the growing pains and go forward. Kyle just got himself a a get out of jail free card here. That's what this is. Now, could Trey really be hurt? Yeah, absolutely. He could be. And even if he is hurt, it's still a get-out-of-jail-free card for Kyle. He, he's avoiding any type of scrutiny based on his decision. The man can't make a decision. He's indecisive when it comes to quarterbacks. I did something a couple weeks ago or a few days ago with the 49ers' decisions on quarterbacks over the last couple of years. 2017, you release Kaepernick. We all know the situation there. You call New England inquiring about Jimmy Garoppolo. Bill Belichick says no. So you go sign Brian Hoyer, right? You 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 don't scout or or prep for Watson or Mahomes. You were going to the season with C.J. Beathard because you drafted him and Brian Hoyer. That's a disaster. Midway through the season, you trade for Jimmy G. We don't really understand the full details of that because it's always changing. Seth Wickersham had a book about that. You signed Jimmy G, but you mourned the signing because you wanted Kirk. So Kyle's just like a guy who just can't date one girl. Like he just wants to be, he wants to be all over the place, right? 2018, Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt. There was rumbles of uh, unhappiness with Jimmy as the quarterback of this team. So you inquire about other quarterbacks. 2019, healthy Jimmy, they get to Super Bowl. Super Bowl loss, you inquire on Tom Brady. There were some rumblings about Dak Prescott. Going to 2020, we all know what happened last year. Very unhappy, injuries. They agreed to shut, shut, them, shut them down, so he didn't finish the season. 2021 offseason, Stafford, the entire NFL was available for college and had to talk to, and then you make the trade to three. And it was Mack and Lance, Fields, all these other guys. Kyle has a, Kyle's indecisive. Kyle's afraid to latch on to somebody and say, let's roll. Absolutely. And that kind of seems like where we're getting with Lance. I do not believe that Mac Jones was the pick and Kyle got bullied out of it. I I don't believe that for one second. How can he get bullied out? He's the he's the guy. Exactly. Exactly. I don't believe that for one second. What I believe is what you're saying. The guy who can't settle with one girl. He's the coach that can't settle with one quarterback. And he just wants more time before he goes all in and dives in the deep end with Trey Lance. He just wants a little more time. He, he wants to make sure that it's perfect. He wants to make sure that their credit is 750. He wants to make sure that they buy a house. He wants to make sure that they both have 
their vehicles paid off it and, and then you know have the marriage and then have the kids that's what it seems like he's doing with trey lance because i don't know why he hasn't ju- just jumped in the deep end and said trey come with me we're gonna make our way out of this pool oh kyle 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 it's like that meme i'm mad at you but i still love you so like i held the umbrella over kyle's head just to protect him from the rain I like, yeah, I absolutely know, you know what, what you're I mean? talking about. Yeah. Like I'm mad at you right now, but I still love you. Because I think you are the right coach to get this done. I think you're the right coach to develop Trey Lance. I think you're the right coach to get this offense on track. Maybe you're in a rut, Kyle. Maybe you're the one who needs to develop too, because Guy Haberman of the Haberman Middle Golf podcast had mentioned something is really he did a really good analogy about it. He was like Trey Lance is like the kid who learns to drive a new car, right? And Kyle Shanahan's in the passenger seat teaching the kid how to drive the car. You know, you're that parent trying to hold on to the steering wheel and telling the kid to brake. And, you know, this is where they're, this is a growing partnership. This is a partnership. Like, this is something that they need to do together. Kyle needs to learn how to call a place for Lance, and Lance needs to learn how to run this offense for Kyle, right? So it's just like Kyle needs to give him, let it go a little bit. And Trey has to earn that trust too. But the rest of the team is also failing because Kyle has his hands on the steering wheel and the brake and the gas at the same time. And that's where we are. Ooh, I love that. I love that. Where's Jimmy in this situation? Is is Jimmy's on the side of the road just kind of watching. <laughs> and I'm not trying to be I'm not trying to be an a-hole, but that is Jimmy Garoppolo has an expiration date for this team. Yeah, it's after this season for sure. It should be after this season, right? That, that's the that's yeah. what we believe. That's the hard. That's the that's the hard, you know, time. It's a hard one. Yeah. Yep. There's an expiration here, so it just is what it is. It's, it's it's a hard truth for a lot of people that don't want to accept it. But the Niners made their decision. They told you what they thought of their quarterback based on what they did in 2021 off season with everything they did. So yeah, you know, this is Kyle Shanahan being a control freak. And Mike McDaniels had some really good comments about, you know, needing to call the perfect plays with Jimmy, whereas some of the stuff out of structure, oh, it's okay if it's not in structure with Lance. Because guess what? Oh, he scored a touchdown. He had a first down. He made a play. Jimmy Garoppolo needs the structure. Trey Lance does not. So it's just a learning process for the entire offensive staff, primarily Kyle, because he's the one who has to let go. You can't sell us this two QB system and the affinity for an 11-11 football team when you don't want to let go, let it rip. Yeah. He's, he's definitely got to let it go at some point. Um, It's kind of like that, that Jersey that's in your closet that you're never going to wear again. Um, The wife is telling you to get rid of it. So you should probably get rid of it. Um, That that's kind of the situation there. Should we touch on our buy lease walk off segment now, or is there something else? Um, No. Well, let's get to D'Amico Ryan's real quick. The defense D'Amico Ryans has, has been calling, he's called four out of five good games. So I don't want to hear that this guy is in over his head or he should be fired or replaced. You were able to hold Kyler Murray and that 35 points per game offense to 17 points. And it looked like they had to earn every yard and every point, you know, so D'Amico, this defense, Nick Bosa looked great. Fred Warner, his communication, even on tape, you could is evident. Hufanga was outstanding on his blitzes and keeping contain on Kyler. D- DJ Jones should be way more involved in the pass rush, especially on those nitro packages. I don't know. We brought that up a couple times too um, early on in the offseason. But the defense is doing its part as usual but the offense is not holding up its end of the bargain. So I wanted to give a quick shout-out to the defense. Um, D'Amico's doing a hell of a job. They still need some corners. These, these defensive pass interference is getting out of hand. But for the most part, the, the front seven did their job. And also, what you said is they earned every inch of it. Uh, the Elijah Moore basically almost touched down to open up the first series for the Cardinals. If Josh Norman doesn't stumble getting out of those blocks, there's a good chance that's a tackle for loss on that play. I just like to throw it out there. It's a good chance it's a tackle for loss if 
Josh Norman doesn't lose his footing. I'm not blaming Josh Norman on that. I'm just saying, like, this defense was in position, and, and they Cardinals had to earn every inch of it. Um, so, yes, I, I've been absolutely pro D'Amico, spoke with Jamar Taylor frequently, and Jamar Taylor was on the team last year with D'Amico as the linebacker coach for the previous years. And Jamar Taylor said, like, that's absolutely the go-to move once Robert Sala went to the New York Jets, that the 49ers should absolutely go get D'Amico and the defense won't be missing a beat. And and it looks like they're getting – like, that. there is some type close. of, you know, but they're, they're getting close considering Sala had four years and this is D'Amico's only through five games. This is yeah. this is so close. Um, I'm think- not going to compare it to Salah's first five games because it's a different personnel. They had, you know, yeah. they have a lot better. Salah didn't have Nick Bosa when he came in in 2017. D'Amico does. Salah didn't even have Fred Warner when he came in 2017. D'Amico does. So uh, the personnel is different, but man, he's 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 getting close. He's doing a hell of a job there. The he had three three and outs against the Cardinals, five three and outs against the Seahawks. Um, and we're talking about two electric MVP year-to-year candidates with with Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray. So hell of a job, hell of a job, hell of a job. And uh, for saying somebody's close, Nick Bosa's close. He's not there. He's not all the way back yet, but he's getting closer. So that's a plus. This defense should continue to rise up the rankings in DVOA and all your other statistical categories. Five sacks so far for Nick Bosa. It's one a week. He's on pace for 17. And if you get 15 to 17 sacks from Nick Bosa this year, that is a defensive player of the year candidate at the at the very least. So that's what you want to see. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to give props to the defense and, and Debo Samuel. Debo has been an absolute stud. So that's really it there. But let's get to our usual buy, lease, or walk off the lot segment. Leo, go ahead and lead it off, buddy. Yeah, so moving forward, I'm actually going to touch on some uh, some old ones to make sure that we get some updates. But as of today, I'm going to kick it off with Trey Sermon will have an impact role moving forward. I like to bring it up because he was the first running back selected by this team uh, this previous draft. He's shown some flashes. He had a, he had a decent game against the Packers. Uh, the run blocking wasn't all there. He had to do most of his work after contact. And then he had a good game against the Seahawks. And then he's just out of a role as soon as Elijah Mitchell comes back. So do you think that he's going to have an impact role moving forward and and you can consider impact in your own way, however you think that may be? Um, I'm going to buy that he's going to have an impact. I'm buying it because based on Kyle Shannon's history with running backs, he's going to go, he's going to go with a hot hand here or there. But at the same time, we haven't seen the rotation that we've seen in the past, you know, with the Britas, the Wilsons, the Coleman's, and even Mostert. So we haven't seen the rotation yet. So my thing here is why not use Sermon? Sermon played with Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields, and Baker Mayfield in college. All of them are what, Leo? Aren't they all RPO quarterbacks? Isn't that what we call them? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Right? Yeah. So I'm mm-hmm. not crazy. Nope. Well, oh. a little, but yeah. Okay. So why not use the guy who played that style of offense more often? Because when we did see Sermon run against Seattle, when we did see Sermon run, um, even the Eagles game where he got knocked out, what was it? Inside trap, inside zone, the stuff he's comfortable with, he's explosive with that. Use your running back that you traded up for. Let's remember that part. You traded up for him. Use him. So, yeah, I'm going to buy it. I have, I'm have. i going to put some faith back into Kyle Shannon here. I'm going to buy that he realizes, hey, maybe I should get the ball in my best player's hands and let Sermon run the rock more than twice a game. He needs to have 10 carries. Elijah Mitchell needs to have 10 carries. And let's get Trey Lance, I don't know, six or seven, not 16. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you there. Um, I I definitely hope you're right on that one. Uh, like I said, moving forward, we're going to go ahead and, and touch up on these um, just to get an update status. Next subject, Trey Lance. I spoke on this a little bit, but I didn't get to hear you. Trey Lance gives the 49ers the best chance to win. Yes, 
I'm buying all that. I'm buying all the stock. <clears throat> Trey Lance yesterday had three completions over 20 yards in one game. Jimmy Garoppolo has two in four games. The amount of pressure Trey Lance put on the Arizona Cardinals yesterday, you're not going to see that with Jimmy Garoppolo. Going forward, if this injury is serious, obviously, you know, we want to make sure he's healthy. If he is healthy, he should be your starter. Because this team, if they, this team could still, like, would I rather than be a borderline playoff team with Jimmy Garoppolo or a borderline playoff team with Trey Lance? I'd go with the borderline playoff team with Trey Lance because you're going to need that experience for going into next year anyways. So you take your lumps now because they're going to happen or you take them later because they're going to happen then too. So no matter what you do, you're going to have these growing pains. So you might as well get them out of the way now. Does he give you a chance to win? I mean, they only lost by seven points. He gave them a chance to win. He carried that offense yesterday. 83% of the offense was Trey Lance. Did he run the ball too much? Yes, I think so. But if it wasn't for him, they're not in that game, right? Dante Whitner mentioned something post game. Does Trey, does Jimmy Garoppolo get out of those sacks, maneuver the pocket that well? Because J.J. Watt was absolutely abusing McGlinchey, and Chandler Jones decided to go on that side too. Let me have some fun. So then you had to send Kyle Juszczyk out there to help McGlinchey. So yes, you put your best players on the field, and right now Trey Lance is probably your best quarterback. I'm with it. I'm with it. I hope we see Trey Lance against Indy and moving forward from there. If I had to put money on it, I would I would go ahead and put money on Trey Lance winning rookie of the year because I don't think anyone's running away with it. Uh, Brandon Ayuk will have over 500 yards this season. Like, I'm not even saying impact like Trey Sermon. I'm just saying 500 yards. That's less than what he had last year. Five games in. He has his career low in a five-game span with targets, receptions, yards, and touchdowns. So it, are we going to see more from him? Are you going to buy, lease, or walk off on, uh, on Brandon Ayuk receiving 500, recep- 500 receiving yards? I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy it. Because, again, I'm going to give Kyle benefit of the doubt here. He gets his head out of his ass. And starts playing his best players. Um, at no point should Sanu, Travis Benjamin outsnap your first round pick, right? This has to me some of this. It's it's it smells funny. Like all this just smell. It, all this just stinks. It's been a weird year for Kyle, for personnel, for play calling. You name it. It's all been weird. But at some point, it has to straighten out. And I'm gonna put the benefit of the doubt on. Kyle and say, Hey, he's going to get his key. He's going to get his guy out there and have him play. So I think I, you could definitely get to 500 plus yards. So I'm going to buy that. I hope so. I I hope he surpasses 700 yards eventually and just goes on a, on a streak like he did last season uh, where he had those six games in a row where he was averaging over 90 yards receiving in that six game span. Next is is another rookie. We talked about Trey Sermon. What about and we talked about Trey Lance. What about Aaron Banks? Um, does Aaron Banks need to start before the season ends? Right now, Daniel Brunskill is struggling tremendously. He is struggling. Um, Aaron Banks, uh, whether it's a health issue or just a performance issue, does he need to start to ramp up his development in the NFL? Or, or is this just, you know, kind of a wash pick at this point? I'm going to call this, this one's tough because you're not going to wash the pick. You're not going to walk off the lot because you invested in, in him as a second round pick. Mamayoko, one of the most probably connected people with the 49ers, he brought it up early on um, late in the preseason that Aaron Banks would likely be a healthy scratch for the season based on his performance in camp. You were there. He didn't look very good, right? So um, do I need to see him play? It would be nice because you want to get some production out of your second-round pick. 
But I would rather the Niners, if they're going to make a trade at the deadline, maybe go get a guard. See who's out there. See who's available. What can you get for? What can you get out of, out there? <clears throat> if not, then no, I don't need to see him play this year. I, I don't because if he if he's a liability, then he's you're either getting Jimmy hurt or or, or Trey hurt because he's a, a pass blocking or run blocking liability. So no, I don't I don't need to see him play. This is one of them. I'm going to walk the line on this one, and we'll just see we'll see Banks next offseason in training camp. Got it. You gave this guy his flowers already. Is D'Amico Ryan's after five weeks out coaching Kyle? Because that that seems to be what Twitter's saying. Out coaching? I don't know about out coaching. Making better decisions? Yes. I would say he's making better decisions than Kyle Shanahan right now. Kyle's play calling has become predictable. Kyle's play calling has been stale. Offense isn't moving. Offense isn't working. The defense, on the other hand, has made their adjustments after we complained about um, the performance against Green Bay. They've come out and looked good against Seattle, and they look good against Arizona. Um, outside of the special teams blunders against Seattle, the Niners defense did the damn thing against Seattle. So I I would think it's not an out-coach job. I think D'Amico's making better decisions in-game than Kyle Shanahan is. So I guess... I guess, yeah, he is out coaching him. <laughs> I was, was thinking, thinking, yeah. mm-hmm. I was thinking is, is better decisions out coaching. I was trying to be nice because I was kind of hard on Kyle early on in the show, but yeah, you know what? Whatever. D'Amico has out coached Kyle Shanahan right now through five weeks. Absolutely. Kyle, if you're listening, we're, we're tired of, you know, watching this offense look he's like listen- crap. He's listening on his way back. From the facility to his house. He definitely turns on the Oh Hey There podcast for sure. You think he went to Cabo again for the bye week? He needs to go somewhere. Like he needs to just go to break, smoke some weed, do something. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Serious, bro. He looks so wound tight. He does. He does. For a guy who got to pick his quarterback, he looks like he's looking. It's kind of that Bill Belichick, I hate my job, but. They actually deep down love their job. Um, that's that's what it's looking like at this point. You spoke about the cornerbacks earlier, that they need to upgrade the cornerback position. Well, they have Emmanuel Mosley, who I think is playing nice. You better not they say ha- that name. They have Josh Norman on the other outside corner. And that kind of leaves words Diamador Lenore. He showed us some early flashes. Yet Dante Johnson is starting at the nickel corner position. Is Dante Johnson the best option to start at nickel corner? He hasn't been terrible, but is he their best option? Leo. Dime. Leo, it's it's 11.37 Central Time, and you got me out here caping for Dante Johnson. Um, Yes, he looked good yesterday. And he had the second turnover for the 49ers on Sunday. On the yep. season, by the way, that's two turnovers on the season for the Niners through five weeks. What gave them world? a chance? Gave him a chance to stay in the game. He did. He did. Is he the best nickel corner for this team? No. K1 is still. Uh, no. Well, considering K1's injury, considering K1's okay. injury. Then, yes, I would play Dante over Lenore, and it pains me to say it. Ah. This is this is a Harbaugh pick, or this is a bulky pick that's been hanging around. Like, might as well get Keith Reeser at the same time. Remember him? Oh no, uh, not Reeser, please, no, no. Um, but yeah, no, Dante's played. Dante's played Parrish well. Cox. While we're at it, he lives. He lives around here. <laughs> Just saying. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'll, I'll buy it. Yeah, I'll buy it right now. He's probably your best option at nickel corner. As it as much as it pains me to say it, yeah, it's fair. It's fair. Okay, yeah. The two the two games he put it back to back is fair. It's kind of hard to be like, oh, you know, make a meme out of him. Do I want to see the rookie develop in Diamador Lenore? Absolutely, but everyone just keeps saying best chance to win. So it, it looks like Dante Johnson is is currently giving them that from the nickel corner. Yeah, he is. He's he's doing a hell of a job. He's he played well. Um, 
but they still need to draft a corner. They need to figure something out. Or the trade deadline's around the corner as well. Got the bye week, week seven versus Indy, week eight versus uh, Chicago, and then you have the, the deadline. So hopefully they do something if they feel like they're going to be a contender. The Niners need to win the next two, put them at four and three, going into two divisional games, Arizona and L.A., back-to-back. Those two games will decide the season for the Niners. You lose three division games, you're probably not winning the division, and you're fighting for the last wild-card spot. So the Niners need to win the next three games, at the very least, for them to be in contention or for them to consider some type of run at this division later on. Because it, it, the, the schedule does get kind of light. You still got Houston on there. You got Jacksonville. I, you know, During the beginning of the year, we said Cincy would be an easy win, but Cincinnati's fighting tooth and nail to win games. So still a lot of ball to play. There's 12 games left. It's not, it's not over. It's far from over. Absolutely. Cincinnati's almost beat the Green Bay Packers in overtime and regulation. So that's definitely going to be a lot harder competition going into that game. Who's going to be covering Jamar Chase? Someone you loved coming into the draft for sure. But yeah, let's just let's take it one game at a time. I know they need to pile up these wins, but let's take it one game at a time and see where the season takes us from there. Because I know that's how the players are thinking. They they don't give a crap about what happens in in three weeks. They got to take care of business this coming week and control what you control. And hopefully, the dominoes fall in your favor. Yeah, they needed they need the ball to bounce in their favor a little bit. They did get a break with the Russell Wilson uh, injury news. Nothing, you know, you don't wish anything ill on Russell, but that is something the Niners need to take advantage of. He is out for the season, or out for four, I'm sorry, not out for the season, but four to six weeks, you need to create space between you and the Seahawks. You need to win these games. If the Niners somehow end up with a worse record than the Seahawks, if Russell Wilson would win six games, we're going to have to have a serious discussion about this coaching staff. But Niners have the bye week. They need they need some rest. They need some breaks. They need to get some guys healthy. Uh, George Kittle did go on IR. You should have known that as well. So guys should be back. You know, guys should slowly be working their, their way back towards the uh, that second Arizona game. But Niners do fall to two and three. They need a bye week. They need to find themselves. They need to have a come to Jesus moment, hopefully, during this bye week. Go to Cabo, have some tequila, relax a little bit, get your mind off things, reset, and get back to business. Hopefully, Trey Lance is healthy. Hopefully, Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy, and we can really have a quarterback competition going forward. Um, but until next week, I'm Javi. That is Leo. Check me out on Twitter at JavierVague underscore. Check my guy Leo here at LeoLuna93. Go Niners. Make sure you check and make sure you check out everything at Niners Nation Podcast Network. Shout out to our guy Rob, Great Stats, Guerrero, and all the other guys at Niners Nation. Uh, until next week, y'all be safe. Go Niners, go Giants.